You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Well, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we go where the nation wants to go, or as was mentioned in the coaching Q&A call that we have every month with the Academy, uh, as of the time of this recording, we were having the conversation last night mm-hmm. for the May 2022 coaching call. And one of the comments that was made, because it's interesting how different themes can come along in the conversations. And Star Trek was mentioned. And they loved how we weave some of the different things in and the whole, the whole group. And one of the persons said, yeah, it's kind of like Sexy Merge Radio, going where no podcast has gone before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that part being said. <laughs> well, I was there. I rem- that's my memory. Maybe I heard it different, which is some of the things that trips us up in marriage, isn't it? Yeah. That things happen and they're heard different. We don't remember them at all. I'm thinking of all the other quotes that were coming up. There so. was a whole bunch of them. Well, okay. one of the things that is a quote that's regular here at Sexy Marriage Radio is we want you to call us and let us what's going know what's going on in your yes. world. With what your questions are, your topics, or your additions to the conversation. So you can call us at 214 702 9565. Or feedback at sexymergeradio.com is our email. That allows you to be part of the crew, the crew mm-hmm. part of the show, because we want to help you with whatever's going on in your world. And that's what we do each and every week. We also ask that you help us spread the word um, by. Rate and review the show. Leave a comment. If you like the show, give five-star reviews and leave a comment because that helps spread the word on iTunes, which the big 800-pound gorilla in the podcast world is still Apple. And so if you're an Apple listener, leave a comment, please. That's a personal request Mm -hmm. from us to you. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is we got a couple of your questions and then our answers you know it's kind of the way that works right? oh, thank god yeah okay and yeah not, nothing's changed just throw out some answers and, and leave it in that thing <laughs> we're just gonna ask the questions and then wrap up the show <laughs> um and then on the extended content where there's it's deeper there's it's longer and there are no ads you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smr academy we're going to look into the world of the patterns we have in our marriage particularly the family of origin things Mm, that runs deep and it's prevalent Mm -hmm. because i think there's a lot there well it's there for everybody good and bad no one avoids that and so we're going to kind of set some frameworks to help explore that a little bit today okay all that's coming up on today's show so an email came in saying i'm trying to explore new sexual avenues with my wife she takes this as me saying she's not enough I'm at a loss as to how and why she could feel this way. I'm trying to initiate a conversation about what I'd like to try, but she's taking that as a personal attack. How do I have this conversation with her without her feeling attacked? For what it's worth, I'm the higher desire partner. And this is that classic two-choice dilemma mm-hmm. in, in some ways. And for those of you that are new to Sexy Marriage Radio... Two-choice dilemma is a term coined by Schnarch, who I did a lot of training under. And that is where um, I want two choices, but life often, and marriage for sure, often only gives me one. And what I'm picking up in his question on this, the two-choice dilemma is, how do I do X 
without her feeling why. And so he's trying to navigate, how do I bring up something and her not be upset? But he's got no control over her being upset. He doesn't get the second choice of that. Right. Of the without you. The classic one is, I want to tell you something, Pam, that's been bothering me about us, but don't get mad at me. Because if I can keep you being mad at me, keep you from being mad at me, it makes it easier for me to tell you something that likely is going to make you mad because if I already know there's a chance you're going to get mad, then that's why I get preemptive with it. Mm -hmm. So I steal your choice and basically say, you can't have a reaction about this Mm -hmm. because then this is the trick that's so funny on how we work as humans. If you get mad at me, I can then make it about you. (laughs) Right. I, I told you don't get mad at me and now we're fighting about that. Not the possible hurtful thing I said, even if the hurtful thing included truth. Mm -hmm. So in this case, this is a real common occurrence in couples where I want to try something, but my partner takes it a different way. They internalize it or interpret it as an inadequacy Mm -hmm. or an insecurity. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's in how it's brought up. Maybe it's not. Maybe this goes to family of origin stuff that, you know, we're going to talk about in the extended content. But it, it's interesting. It's a pretty vague, I guess, do you need more details to be able to talk about this really well? Or can you, is this an overall generic thing, right? Because You as in me or you as in I, the questioner? E, uh, you to be able to talk about it. You as in Corey. Okay. Right. And and I ask this because when I think about a spouse saying I'm not enough, when I explore new sexual avenues, my assumption is that we're bringing in something outside of just the two of us. I'm making an assumption here, right? If I'm not enough as your spouse, because that's what he was saying. She feels like she's not enough. In this area. I mean, in that's typically area. one of those things that, that happens in the sexual arena. Does it even matter what it is that the spouse wants from it? Is he saying he wants to introduce just toys? Is he saying he wants to introduce okay. well, other things that would make me feel like, wait a second. Okay, so obviously if we go down the spectrum of that, it could get into some of the things that are much more taboo and out there in the fantasy erotic that could be like, are you kidding me, right? That there, there's an element of that. But I, I think we should keep it kind of generic in the sense okay. of one of the things that this, this kind of a pattern can reveal is what does each partner play in the way they see themselves in this role of their life? Am I the sole source of pleasure for my spouse? Am I the sole source of sexual adequacy for my spouse? Hmm. Or is some of that on them themselves? Because that is this idea that one of the things that happens a lot between higher desire, lower desire dynamic is the lower desire feels like the higher desire is insatiable. And that could very well be the case, but their insatiability is not the lower desire's responsibility. Gotcha. It, it's a dynamic that absolutely plays out. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to deal with it. So that's where you have to face that in the sense of, you know what? My job is not to satisfy all and every single one 
of your urges and desires in this world. I can be a co-creator and a participant in some of them, but I've got my own too. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of this is looking at it as what are the patterns of the relationship dynamic that are playing out here? Because it likely is they think they are supposed to meet each other's needs entirely when that's where we're a little bit off base in, in my mind. Okay. That no, some of uh, some of this is self self respect, self sustaining, self regulating. Not my partner. It's like if I'm down, your job is not to make me feel better. Right. If I come to you with, man, I'm really struggling with this, and I'm feeling kind of down with that, I've set myself in a different position to possibly invite your help. Mm-hmm. But if I go about it, pouty, send the signals without really saying anything, you're going to read that as, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> which. That's not a caring response I'm looking for in that moment, but it's an accurate response of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So one one of the, the other trend I often see in this, Pam, is um, we often in marriage can tend to take on our spouse's problem as our own. Yeah, and that can be a... a that I think that's when it really gets the hardest, Mm-hmm. because then I feel totally out of control because I have no control over their problem. And then I personalize my spouse's mm-hmm. problem because it's obviously mine now too. Right. When it's a different dynamic to be able to squarely face it and put it on both sides of the equation cleaner. Because in this, just from the little bit that have been mentioned in the two two paragraphs or sentences in this mm-hmm. email, what I'm reading from this is her problem as it's being framed is insecurity in her own deeming of worth or value in the sexual context of her life. Okay. His problem is confidence without the thought of it coming across as being uncaring because the reaction he gets likely causes him to be reluctant. Okay. Because he doesn't, because most of us, and I can speak as a higher desire here and walking down these shoes in the past, I don't want to come across as some uncaring, insensitive person mm-hmm. when it comes to what I want with you. But there are still things I want with you that are going to go right in the face of insecurities or uncertainties. Sure, <laughs> or, sure. And so this, this is a difficult stance for both sides. And one of the fa- one of the problems we often do is we avoid taking any solid stances for the fear of the feedback or the hit, metaphorically, that will come from it. Okay. So what is his next step then? Then it's becoming more solid in the sense of how do you frame it to the degree of, honey, I want more variety. I want more exploration of some things and kind of have a map out of what it is you're really looking for. Cause some of it could be a lot of lower desire spouses. I'll speak. Let's just, it's just us lower desires here for a second. Pam. Right. Yeah. You and I, yeah, just you and me. (laughs) Um, we, we will be representatives for the, for the nation. Um, a lot of, a lot of times the lower desires, we can get caught up in the scenario of, well, if this is satisfied, then what it's that insatiability. It's that it's a never enough. It'll be this, tsunami coming my way and it's so I don't really want to look at what's my role in this I just keep it on you are out of control with all that you want okay as a higher desire. as a lower desire I guess I 
I didn't yep. do a good job. As I a don't know that here. I've ever thought of it that way. Okay. <laughs> and you answered my question. And and if I have thought of it that way, my initial reaction is shame on me. Okay. Because why would I automatically assume that just because this is being asked for, now I'm going to have to go further and further and further and further. It's just going to keep going. And you know what? Why not enjoy this and then take the next step and see what the next step is and see what they do. Okay. Uh, So... Well, ha- Th- that's my two cents on okay. that. Well, having, having had 29 years almost of life with you, um, this is the Pam right now saying this. This is not the Pam from tw- two decades ago. Okay. <laughs> so all those people out there that are Pam 29 years ago, <laughs> listen to what I just said. Fair enough. And Because and- that's a separation of, of claiming your, your, your role in the dynamic better, which is what we need to be doing. Right. On both sides of this equation, because that's where what he needs to do in the sense of the framing of this is look at the dynamic of how do I bring up what it is I'm looking for and give clue her in on what that could be, because sometimes that can settle mm-hmm. some things because they, they can, you know, if you hear the whole, you know, there's a tension point and I come to you and just say, I'm really just looking to change things up. You don't know what that means. True, and that true. then freaks us out all the more. Yeah, I might get on the defensive. Immediately. So it could be. I was looking to change things up, but I'd love to try it on the couch one night when the kids aren't home. And that's like, oh, well, that's that's easy, perfect. We can do that, you know. And now all yeah. of a sudden, you're settled differently. But it's still, you can do that to help calm a little bit because you know enough about your partner to alleviate some of their concerns preemptively. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's that if I don't want to be seen as uncaring. How am I making sure my pattern throughout the entirety of my marriage and all the other areas of the life do show I am caring and I'm exactly. supportive exactly. and I'm not just ramming things through that I want irregardless of what you want. Right. And about money, about kids, about where we go right. on vacation, about this all is those where things. All of us in all of our life is a, is a data point that I can use to dissuade some of the feedback I get from my partner that then I can think of it as, well, wait, I feel like I really am pretty caring. And she could see it as I'm not in this area. Both can be true, but I'm making sure it's largely more towards, no, I'm good with me here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking too much. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to deal with that pressure and I'm going to deal with that dilemma better. Mm -hmm. And then you get a chance to have a better conversation, hopefully. That's the whole point of this, to where she's like, yeah, this just brings up in me and now all of a sudden you've got some stuff to talk about mm-hmm. because then you start to look at it as, okay, my job is not to make sure you do your work. My job is to be a good ally alongside you while you do it. That's okay. how you get to the comment you just made a few minutes ago in the show mm-hmm. of, wait, my role in this is, okay, that's on me then. Let me handle me for a second mm-hmm. and let me, let me do my heavy lifting. And then we see where we go. And if they refuse to do that, or they continue to have their dig their heels in on those dynamics, that's good data too. Right. Now you know what you're up against, and then you can reach out for some additional help if you're looking for that to keep going. Mm-hmm. So our sponsors today, Pam, fits perfectly with the first segment. It does. I'm trying to change some things up or add a little adventure. 
explore new sexual avenues. Well, our sponsor can help mm-hmm. because today we have a, a sponsor of the Adventure Challenge In Bed Edition, which is a book full of 50 unique romantic ideas for you and your partner to do together and spice up your intimacy in and out of the bedroom. And it's very simple, Pam. I mean, we've used these books before. Mm-hmm. All you do is you pick a challenge together, you scratch it off, you follow the instructions for an experience that we promise could lead you to be doing something you've never done before. And it's worth noting, the thing that it might lead you to be doing that you've never done before, it's not necessarily Kama Sutra or new positions, or it's, it's new presence and activities involved in how you get to the sexual encounters, mm-hmm. what you may do during, who you are during. So it's the whole picture. It's not just a book of positions. Mm-mm. And that's worth noting because the Adventure Challenge actually does bring and put the word play back in your foreplay. And it puts exciting and adventure back in your sex life. I love their books. They're so creative. Yeah, we absolutely (laughs) love the Adventure Challenge In Bed Edition, and we think you will too. So go to theadventurechallenge.com, use our code SMR20, and this will get you 20% off their books. Sweet. This book helps you connect emotionally and physically. And let's face it, Pam, connected sex equals better sex. Go to theadventurechallenge.com and use our code SMR20 and get 20% off. Today's podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. And this is particularly true in 2022, now that we're two years into a pandemic. Symptoms can often include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. We can often associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Life can get oppressive and struggling. Parenting is endless and one thing after another, and any of our roles can lead us to a life that feels burned out. But BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing all the stress in your life, and they can help you provide solutions. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Sexy Marriage Radio listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash SMR. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SMR. And yes... This is one therapist still recommending other therapists because finding a good fit matters and makes the relationship all the better. Go to betterhelp.com slash SMR. So another email came in. It says, first of all, you and Pam do an amazing job on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I was particularly interested in your last two episodes relating to attraction. In the last episode, the question you read from a listener mentioned that the wife had had no attraction whatsoever to her spouse. I listened to the whole episode, but you didn't address this issue at all. Rather, you went deeper into the dynamic between them relationally, which of of course is important too. I was wondering if you would circle back and possibly discuss attraction to one's spouse, or more specifically, the total lack thereof. In my situation, I found out early on in the honeymoon that there was no attraction because we were not intimate beforehand. I took chance, I guess, and even though I find her somewhat attractive in in her face, her body is a big turnoff, and I don't get aroused sexually. It's been two years since we've been intimate. 
Looking back honestly at myself, I had a feeling in my gut that something was missing, but I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. I believe I now know why. Before my current marriage, I was divorced and in a few difficult relationships where I made poor judgments on who I chose to date, and none of those ended well. I was a poor picker, so to speak. With my current spouse, I was in a relationship where we got along well. She had a great spiritual and emotional maturity, but I had no passion physically for her where I was overwhelmingly drawn to her with feelings of physical passion. In short, I believe I married her because after so many failed relationships, I felt safe with her and we were married. I don't think this is unusual at all, but what does one do now when there is no physical attraction whatsoever towards one's spouse? As a Christian, I want to hang in there and be faithful to my vows and honor my commitment, but honestly, I don't see the attraction or passion being there, even though we had a good marriage otherwise. Thank you, and God bless. So this is a theme we've had the last several weeks yeah. that he's picking up on. And, yeah. it, and it deals with the whole idea of attraction. And when you do some Googling, which I did on this, just to kind of get an idea of what else is out there, mm-hmm. um, most of the stuff you can find in the whole world of attraction is about the dating scene and the initials of initial stages of relationship. Mm-hmm. Because attraction in a committed relationship after it's already been going a while, is harder to is a harder nut to crack. Okay, if you will, if you can crack it at all. And okay. I don't want to be a downer right off the bat, but let's be honest, mm-hmm. because he's even picking up on some of it in his question. I look back at it and realize that I had a feeling in my gut something was missing, and now all of a sudden, how do I find it? Many years later, yeah. How do I create it? So when you say attraction within the marriage is a hard nut to crack. But there's all kinds of stuff out there about dating. Help help me out there. Is it, I mean, we're talking a, a science thing because typically the attraction comes when I see one. It's the, it's the chemicals, it's all that, and I can't create those that's, things that's after the, initial, the fact. That's what, that's what the science would show on initial attractions. That there are things that we click, and that can be uh, the physical, that can be the looks, that can be something that just kind of gets it going. And that typically is where everybody has types. Mm-hmm. And when you come across somebody that's that type, it registers differently. I mean, I've even come across some where it's symmetry is what's the most... So it's the curves of a woman if a man's looking at her, mm-hmm. or it's the structure and the confidence of the guy if the woman's looking at her. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not necessarily his body; it's how he ha- carries himself. You know, mm-hmm. so all of these things speak to the difference of us, to the differences of us, right? Mm-hmm. But it is one of those interesting dynamics that he and dilemmas he's in of how do I create something that's never been there, right? And that's the biggest struggle. Because then it becomes, how do I look at what is there differently and see if that's enough? I think that's the better question. Because I hear he's asking for the magic bullet of how do I rub the genie and get that wish. Not that it can't happen, but there's no formula to make that happen that I've ever come across. So I'm kind of stuck. Is that what we're saying? Well, is that so, what you're saying? Yeah. So in, in essence, where he is, and he framed it in this at the end of his question, this is an integrity of self versus commitment to my choice dilemma. 
Do I have to have a marriage where there is full-on, raring-to-go chemical, physical reactions with attraction? Or is the choice I made the choice I need to face the most and see if I can't cultivate something in the future that makes bring about some drawing in some because and the other the other dilemma to this Pam mm-hmm. is how do you how do you suppose she's reading this the wife you suppose she's picked up on I don't know how she couldn't because this is one of those things that we can act like all the time that it's it's a hidden problem and it's just mine alone but the likelihood is if we live in close proximity to each other if if either one are modically moderately even paying attention they pick up on it that i know you're not really into me well or I'm, i know you're upset with me or you said it's 2 years since they've been intimate there's okay she knows if that's happened or not, right? right? She knows if there's if there's been sex happening or Good not. Good point. I did. I, yeah, I was not even thinking that in so, the thread. Right? Yeah, now. she gets it. Right. On as into well, she now is left to have to fill in the blank as to why, what's led to the two year mark, right? It, it, yeah. And but it but it is one of those. How do how do they recognize? Okay, so here's here's a better question then for them to ask for him to ask because I ask this of couples when I work with them, is how do you uh, initiate sex, right? Mm-hmm. How do you guys actually have sex, right? What is it that creates that happening? Give me, give me the data points. And then the other one in this occasion, how do you actively go about avoiding sex? What's that about? Yeah, because that has to be super uncomfortable too, just to, just to avoid it and realize, well, I'm... It will. If he were the higher desire, she's, I don't know, she's just sitting back and she's perfectly happy not having sex. Well, she's, she could be, well, she could be completely comfortable with a companion in marriage and that's it. Or it's just the roommates. It's a great, because it's what he's talking about. We get along in all the other areas. There's some maturity in all the other areas. Well, in that case, I'm curious if there's some maturity in the other area on both sides, test that out by having a conversation about what's really going on. And maybe he's afraid to hurt her feelings. Of course he would be afraid. To come out and actually say, and say out loud, man, I'm not attracted to you. Mm -hmm. That hurts. Yes, it does. That hurts really bad But acting like it's not there is still sending a hurt. Yeah. Because this is that whole, we get caught up in the dilemma of focusing on what's missing rather than what's present. Mm-hmm. How is this actually out there between you anyway? Mm-hmm. And acknowledge it better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that is the formula that will create attraction. But what it has the possibility of doing is watching the best of each of them stand up, which I've seen in my office mm-hmm. over the years, brightens us as humans, which then can start to become kind of more of a turn on. It, it's not a physical necessarily. It oh, brings I'm connection, told. right? Right. But it is one of those, it lights us up as we go forward. But it, 
at least at minimum, it puts the dilemma between us out in the open better. And I see if there's allies that we can, that we have on how do we deal with it? Okay. So because I'm a elementary school kid in this arena, how does he go about like what's, what steps to go about in starting these conversations? Well, one of them, one of them can be the conversation about, um, if he's wanting to have sex, but not making moves or she's wanting to, and he's avoiding it. One of them can just be about, you know what, our intimate life, our sex life. It's not at all what I think it was going to, I thought it was going to be coming into this. Mm -hmm. What's your read, babe? Two. Just where are we? Mm -hmm. Because it could be, she's not really raring to go for him too. And then what do we do with that? Right. Maybe. I mean, I think we get in better positions. And this is where it went. I mean, this probably should have been from the outset. If you want to go down this path, do it alongside a professional. Mm. Get someone in your corners for both of you mm-hmm. to help walk through this and navigate it. That's what we're trained to do mm-hmm. is to help walk alongside people when they're dealing with really tough spots like this. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't feel like you're just flailing at the wind trying to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is an element of if it's already an understanding and you both maybe went into this because this is the safer option. I don't have fault at all for couples that choose safety. Just make it conscious. Make it true. Mm-hmm. And then don't hold my partner responsible for my choice. So instead, it's how do I focus on what's, what's present, which is the other aspects of my marriage, the other aspects of my relationship that actually do bring about good things in my life. And I steer it towards, is that enough? That's better questions. Mm, Does that help? Can that be steered towards a sexual charging? Maybe. And that's how we, as we evolve and change, because there's one thing if I'm not attracted to my partner's body or physical stature, and there's another thing that I'm repulsed by my body, my partner's body or physical stature. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. But the more I can look at it and get the answers to those questions, the more you know what you're really up against, and then you, the more you know what choices you've really got. Yeah. Well, I will be interested, Pam, to see if uh, the end of the extended content produces a little bit of pushback, I guess, or a little bit of uh, unnerving or un- discomfort. Uh, yeah, when you're talking family of origin, there's, there's some sacred jewels there that... We yes. just don't touch. Yeah, and that's the truth. It's like the, the that's why I always refer to them as the third rail okay. things when I'm talking to clients mm-hmm. of okay, what's the third rail thing we're dancing around mm-hmm. here? Because usually one of us has this thing of no, 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 we don't talk about mom's drinking or dad's anger or brothers whatever or you know the, right. that's the thing that's a secret. Yeah. And if anything, with sexy marriage radio and those of you in the nation. The hope would be we start to realize, hey, we need to have some tough conversations about things because they're impacting us. I mean, that's what the two segments were prior. Yeah. That's what keeps us hostage or keeps us stifled or keeps us uncertain. And we constantly keep coming back to this idea of when I can have a better picture and it's cleaner about this is what we're really facing. Elegant solutions then appear. True. 
And it doesn't mean it solves the problem, but it gives me steps towards a better likelihood of that happening. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. See you next time.